Bottle of phones, grab your diamond hands. This podcast is going to the moon. This is a energy radio podcast takeover. My usual co-host Lisa Katz is busy doing more important things like being a mom, and so I have uh, staged a hostile takeover of the show, and it's going to be all about blockchain. And uh, so I'm very excited to dive right in, and I'm going to welcome for the as the first blockchain-related discussion on this takeover and on this show, for that matter. My guest, uh, Paul Angerami. Paul, welcome. Thanks very much, Matt. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here. I'm Thank sorry, you. I miss. I'm sorry, I'm missing the, your co-host. But uh, yeah, yeah she's cool. she's great. She's uh, she's a great participant. You'll have to listen to uh, old or future episodes of the show. Uh, but until then, we're going to chat. So that's good. Uh, and and full disclosure to our listeners. When I put this takeover together, I reached out to some folks on LinkedIn that uh, had blockchain and energy in their profile, and uh, Paul was the first one to respond. And so we are literally chatting for the first time, and I'm excited uh, for where this conversation is going to go. We don't know where it's going to go, but that's half the fun. So um, Paul is with uh, a company called Avid2. Did I get that right, Paul? That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's just start with easy questions, kind of give the listeners your origin story as if you were a comic book character or your background how do you get you know to where we are today and then we'll we'll riff i'll probably after that ask you to give your definition of the blockchain and we'll go through some basics and then who knows where we'll go from there yeah so that's really it sounds sounds great i appreciate it i'm really happy to be here well in fact my my background is really in the electrical infrastructure I mean that's that's really my uh, my you know where where it all started uh, how it got to the blockchain I guess we'll we'll get there but um, okay yeah yeah so my you know my background is in electrical infrastructure I've you know worked in all you know all aspects of it I've uh, I've ran project operations for a four hundred million dollar organization um, I've created startups. I've done acquisitions in the space. Um, it's been, you know, it's been my home for the last 25 years. Um, a lot of, a lot of work in the data center space. A lot of work in, obviously, electrical distribution of, of all sorts. Um, you know, commercial, industrial uh, installations. Um, a lot of, also at, uh, you know, one point in the career and, and, and. Uh, you know, more specifically, at one particular um, for one particular company, I've done a, a, a considerable amount of telecom infrastructure, so five okay. um, G deployment, small 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 cell deployment, um, fiber network infrastructure. So these are the, these are this, these are the you know kind of the areas that I've worked in. Right. Um, and so I'm not a traditional blockchain person. I'm not a def- traditional DeFi person, but I w- we'll get to where, you know, why I'm tying energy and blockchain together, I guess, at some point in the in the conversation. But yeah, that's it. I I work for some of the largest electrical con- uh, construction you know, firms in the world, done, done work across the country. And um, I hope that gives you a little bit of a little bit of the history. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And, and so how long have you been with Avitu then? So Avatar is about five years old right now. Um, it's I'm the I'm the founder okay. of, of Avatu, and uh, we really got we got started in the space to uh, uh, specifically focus on, on energy storage, okay. and large scale energy storage was our you know first passion and desire. And when I say when I say large scale, I'm not say I'm not not utility scale, but large scale in um, kind of in the commercial world. And we had uh, designed uh, a four megawatt hour plant um, wow. that we were uh, installing in commercial uh, high rise buildings within uh, New York City. That was our desire. Okay. Yeah. And and NYFD got in the way, didn't they? Well. Hey, that's a recurring theme. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, there's a lot of obviously, and then there's you know, there's COVID. There's all sorts of things that uh, you know looked or had us uh, pivoting to to a new space. Um, but yes, that was definitely part of the, the dilemma. And I listen, I totally understand the concerns. Um, I'm respectful of the concerns. But yes, had. I, I, we certainly wished it had gone differently. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, do yeah. you, you you pivot the the company from energy storage to something else then, or or a different well, market? 
you know, uh, I guess energy, more, you know, energy, renewable energies, you know, my passion is decarbonization, decentralization, um, democratization of, of the energy space. Uh, yes, yeah, we, you know, EV charging infrastructure. Right now, obviously, is sort of in two, in two, uh, you know, two places. One, we're we're like a technology project management uh, organization. We do EV infrastructure work. We do energy storage work. We do, uh, you know, renewable energy generation work. And then we have this other project, which is really what we're going to be, I guess, talk, focusing on. And um, it's a little bit of a funny name, but we call it the magic box. And it's this, it's an energy storage device, uh, highly distributed um, and then aggregated. Again, I don't want to get too deep into it, but that's the, you know, that's the blockchain connection. It's a, it's a piece of hardware that's going to sit in a hosted location and be connected to the blockchain and create an energy uh, economy, you know, it's a, uh, an energy token economy. But again, I, I, I'm happy to keep going, but I, I'm well, waiting to see what else you this might want to ask. Great. Yeah. You, you've teased so many things, so <laughs> many kind of strings that I want to pull at. Yeah. But before we do, it's probably for the benefit of our listeners to to get some some definitions out of the way, because I think in in here we are spring of 2022. Uh, some have have been in in blockchain or crypto, and we, we're going to kind of probably bring some clarity to those two terms. But people have been in it, you know, for some people for 15 years, others, you know, got into it last year and others still think it's a pyramid scheme. Um, so let, let's start with kind of def- and and totally understand these are your definitions. Um, blockchain, give us a as as brief as you can definition uh, of the blockchain. Yeah, I mean, so you're right, and there's sort of a metaphysical definition, and there's the you know the actual definition. But you know the actual definition is is ultimate transparency in uh, in any form of transaction. Obviously, most of the focus is, is on uh, decentralized finance and you know the tokens associated with decentralized finance. But uh, you know, blockchain or the block the blockchain or blockchain connected uh, enterprise um, is an enterprise that is completely transparent, and there is a, a um, you know a sequence to every transaction, and a you know details of every transaction is transparently uh, available to everybody, not only the participants in that particular blockchain, but to anybody who has any interest in understanding what's going on uh, in, in a particular blockchain ecosystem. I mean, that's that's the kind of the simplest, uh, you know, definition. I think that um, the there's a lot of attraction because of that. And because we have, um, you know, lived in a centralized world and still live in a centralized world, it's it, it's a little bit um, it's a little bit daunting. But um, I think it's the direction of uh, not only on the, in the on the financial side, but just in general, it's a it's a very empowering. It's a very empowering space. Um, it it just puts a lot of information and details in the hands of everyday individuals. And and that's you know I'm glad you said it that way. And, and prior to you talked about democratization and 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 just, you know this distributed people will often talk about a distributed ledger uh, when it relates to blockchain, right? And I think for those who aren't familiar and and I you know full disclosure I'm still you know scratching an itch here so I'm still getting up to speed but one of the things that has resonated with me is this this sense that it's you know fully transparent fully out there you know anybody you know it's not quite that easy but in essence anybody can see it and there will be this you know full disclosure of what what has happened and and you can't you know you can't edit the past like there's this ledger this record kept of of that and and it's yes. you know if 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 social media kind of exposed us as a society in some ways uh, this I think is going into the next level in terms of um, in terms of transparency so I'm glad you, you yes. drew that out from my vantage point that's a key that's a key element um, so to build on top of that we often hear you know crypto or cryptocurrency where does that fit in vis-a-vis blockchain. Yeah, so I'd say the a good place to start, and oh, that 
you know, that many of like, I, I hope uh, many of your listeners are aware of, and if not, it's something that they can easily start to look into. And it also will help to understand the, our, our particular project. But there's, a, um, there's an incentive model to participate in a particular project, uh, and you can incentivize somebody to, to want to participate because you reward them with the native token of a particular project. Um, there's the utility of the actual token itself. So, you know, how does it work? What is it doing within a particular project or a particular ecosystem? We can drill into that some more as well. And then there is some level of speculation. But I mean, I, you know, speculation is not a bad thing. Speculation is forward looking, right? That's what every project or any any uh, any market, um, you know, any. Uh, even a norm, you know, a standard uh, financial market is always forward-looking, right? It's always right. forward-looking. So that's not that's not that's not a bad thing, and that's where the speculation comes in. Okay, so the the pro project that I was going to uh, to mention, and it's my it's my favorite one. Of, it's my favorite uh, you know blockchain project that is out there today, and I haven't found anything near it. Is a project called Helium. Okay. And Helium. Uh, has some very interesting people that have backed it, very interesting people that have started it, and it's a really amazing organization. They've raised, uh, I don't, you know, they, they've raised hundreds of millions of dollars. They have, um, you know, they have a billion dollar market, or, or a billion dollar. Uh, they're not publicly traded, so there's not a market cap, but you know, a valuation of over a billion dollars. Right. They have their 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 token is, you know, their token market value is in the, in the billions, and. Here's what they did, and their their space, and and so there's a lot of parallels between what Helium has done, and what Avatu is doing. Okay. And what they've done is they've created a distributed wireless network mm. built on the blockchain, hosted by individuals. So you you know Matt, you could go out and purchase a Helium node, plug it in at your home, uh, connect it to you know, to an application, and then you would be rewarded for that uh, with the native token called Helium, which is HNT. By the way, they just changed they just changed the name just to not confuse two people too much, but um, they just changed the name of Helium to something Labs, and I'll think of it in a minute. <laughs> anyway, but Helium is very is very well known. So they. So talk about an entrenched industry, right? An industry that is so difficult. The cost to entry, the barrier to entry is so high. And, you know, to, to deploy a, a 5G wireless network, you know, anywhere is, you know, the, the numbers are astronomical, right? So what the, some brilliant person came up with is the idea is, well, we have, you know, everybody has internet connectivity. Everybody has a window. Everybody has, a, you know, some place they can put this little device. And wow. they since have... Uh, they, they now have 700,000 hotspots globally, 700,000. Wow. And uh, and growing. And they've created a LoRaWAN network, not, a, you know, so, so it's low bandwidth. It's an IoT, you know, it's, it's primarily for IoT devices, which we consider the Magic Box, the Avatu Magic Box, an IoT device as well, interestingly enough. Um, but, you know, it's low bandwidth, so it's for, you know, it's for asset tracking, um, sensors, and I know okay. you're, you're, you know, you're, yeah, you're, you, I'm sure many of your listeners are yeah. in that space. So, yeah, so, and, and LoRaWAN is a very robust uh, network. It, it's, um, you know, it's, it's has good penetration, physical penetration in buildings as far as RF is concerned. Uh, so, yeah, so they built this network and they rewarded the people that participated in the network with the native token. Um, and and so everybody is happy. And but just think about this: to get coverage in a you know metropolitan area or anywhere for that matter, think about the expense that it would you know. What is the value of creating a wireless network? You know, anywhere. Well, I mean, I'm I'm in a, you know coming out of a suburb of uh, New Jersey right now, but I live in Manhattan, and there's coverage everywhere for this wireless network okay. hosted by individuals. Talk about how much more empowering can that be? Right. And um, so that's a real, I guess that's a real world, real world application. But okay, but they also have a blockchain, and the blockchain, uh, you know, uh, there's 
what are called, um, uh, you know, there's there's uh, validation nodes. So there's people that are in the network that are validating other other players in the network. There's a proof of, um, you know, proof of availability. So you uh, are talking to other nodes in the network and, you know, that is being recorded on the blockchain and that, it, you know, proves that your device is functioning and it's and it's um, it's providing coverage. Proof of, it's like a proof of coverage algorithm. And then, of course, there's transactions. So uh, if you are uh, you want to put a uh, CO2 sensor and hook up that CO2 sensors to to your platform or to your network and you want to utilize the Helium wireless network, you, there's an onboarding platform that you can go on and, and put that device on and, 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 and get that, you know, obtain that data. So when that data transfers, there's a there's a fee uh, and it uh, but there's also a transaction on the blockchain that is recorded. Uh -huh. So it's all uh, it's very transparent. It's uh, it's you know, it's it. Um, there's a lot of um, interaction with the community. They have a huge uh, Discord channel. Uh, there's you know everybody that's participating has the ability to vote on certain aspects of the project. Uh, so there's a you know there's a good sense of uh, community and transparency. But I I, I spoke a, a lot there. So it's yeah yeah I, like, a moment. <laughs> I'm making I'm making notes furiously because there's so many ways. So so let's I, I don't know if this is the right application of the term, but this this concept of of, of tokenomics. You you talked about I think you talked about raising funds in kind of what I think you, was a, a conventional sense, and then you you talked about their token. Like that's one of the things that I'm as I get into this space, I'm still having a hard time wrapping my mind around. Like in the old in the old days, right? You, you wanted you wanted a startup, you'd go to a venture capital firm, and they they'd say, "Oh, you're a hundred million dollar valuation. Here's your Series A round, Series B, and it'd be old fashioned fiat money, um, you know, and that would be, you know, you, you, you'd you issue securities and, you know, all that stuff. Right. Uh, and and now are these companies doing both like they're, you know, walk me, walk our listeners and me, you know, through that kind of old fashioned, you know, mm -hmm. token, how that works. Yeah. So that's a great it's a really great question. So and they are doing both. Okay. Uh, they're doing the kind of standard equity raise or, you know, more traditional equity raise. Yes. Um, and they are they did a token uh, sale, but I won't. I don't. I, since I don't have a you know precise knowledge of their token sale, I'll I'll just speak more in general terms. But in general yeah. terms, if if a if you had a project uh, that you believe is a you know has is a is a valid uh, token project, in other words, which is a question that VCs are asking right now, blockchain VCs are asking because it's like, does this application actually need the blockchain? Right. It's kind of one of the first high level questions that right. everyone that right. they're asking. Because it was, you know, at some point, uh, early days, and I'm, I have a, you know, a lot of advisors in this space that have been in a lot longer than I have. But in early days, it was definitely a lot easier to raise on the token side. And it's like, oh, you know, it was, you know, it was kind of goes back to, uh, I forget what you know, the old dot com uh, uh, joke about, you know, like some some company that clearly had no right. ability to do anything. Right. Uh, raising capital, lots of capital, but and of course they all tanked eventually. But getting back to the more of the specifics. Okay, you have a project. You believe it's uh, it's worthwhile. You believe it has uh, the token's going to have utility. The token's going to have velocity, meaning it's going to work inside the ecosystem and and be exchanged constantly, not only through speculation, but but because the platform and the project requires the token for it to function. Yes. And now you yes you build a token economic model. You create a white paper and you can go to VCs. The, but but keep in mind this is not an equity it's not an equity raise so you're not buying the company what you're doing is buying a token so right. in a sense it's um it's less of a traditional invest uh, traditional investment and more of a purchase right so you have this great project and you can go to crypto VCs and ask them to support the project and but what they're all going to want is they're going to want you know seed round and there's multi, usually generally multiple rounds of 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 token raises you know the seed seed round there's a could be a pro, number of private sales and then ultimately uh it launches and that's where the public gets access to the token yes so they're going to want so the vcs come in and they'll they'll fund your project uh to, and in exchange you're going to give them tokens uh, so the so the belief there you know they have to believe the project's going to be successful that uh, there's going to be enough li liquidity 
there's a bunch of factors that need to be um, determined. And the, the launch pads or the vehicles that allow the tokens to be, you know, uh, publicly accessed are also getting much more, um, you know, they're much more critical of projects and much, a lot more due diligence. And right. so they don't, they don't want to launch prod, the, the better platforms don't want to launch projects that are, you know, don't have, you know, viability. So, right. but that's, so that's the, the you know, so for a crypto comp, uh, and we're in that, you know, uh, in full disclosure, we're in that mode, right? We're in the we're in raising mode right now. Okay. Uh, but um, but we're doing both. We have, you know, we are looking for for equity. You know, we're 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 sort of post uh, pre seed, right? But I'd say say we're still kind of seed level uh, uh, capital raise on the equity side as well as the as well as the token side. And and if and you know whether it's your situation or a general situation, if you like, are there different kind of tiers of participation in terms of, you know, if if you read you know some of the conventional investing theory, you know the Warren Buffetts of the world, you you want to do a future value or present value, and you know what what's the value and what's the future cash flow and all that you know kind of traditional finance stuff, is do both parties they've just kind of come into the game from a different angle but they both are going to have you know potentially share appreciation and dividends or or are the token folks going to get their value and return out in a different way it's a really i mean you're so spot on in that question i'm like i can't tell you that you're 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 right uh, completely on target yeah i think the investment strategy is, is very different from a crypto vc to a traditional vc most of them will not hold the token long term Okay. Uh, they're they you know they uh, they have a vesting schedule. They'll get the tokens, um, and they'll probably try to get out as, yeah. almost as as quickly as they can. I'm sure there's exceptions, and I know there are exceptions. Like Multicoin, that was the big one of the big players uh, around the Helium project. You know, I'm sure they're still in it. You know, but right. um, again, I don't know, but I wouldn't. I, I just I wouldn't doubt it. And I'm and I'm sure there are kind of uh, more. Um, more you know Warren Buffett type uh, crypto investors that are looking for the you know they're looking the long term you know they may sell some early days to sort of try to recoup some of their investment and then hold on to the rest so I think there's a combination um, but yes it's a different it's a different view it's a much shorter term view for the crypto VC right in right. general in general um, and the you know the um, the equity VC is a much longer term hold and the, and the crypto VC really is looking at and and I need to bring us back to energy or this is yep. going to be really crappy <laughs> finance podcast if we're not careful but but the, but it's so inherent in the ecosystem that it's important and you're clearly knowledgeable on it so the crypto VC is really getting their money out if somebody else is coming in and willing to pay more right like and and I I want to tease it out because a lot of people say well it's just you know a pyramid scheme or it's Amway or it's whatever and you kind of understand where they're coming from because if a crypto VC gets in at you know one cent a token and they can sell it at a dollar a token, and the only reason they can do that is not because it's gotten better, but because it's got more publicity on Discord and now somebody wants to pay a dollar. You know, is that the only kind of economics on the token side, as opposed to the conventional money buying the actual security in the company? Says as a company, if you start to make revenue and profit. You know, it is I, I, eventually that's going to be reinvested and the company is going to get more valuable or there's going to be a dividend like yeah. there's or, or maybe is it just <clears throat> we're, we need to transition to a new mindset as a society? No, I think you're right. I think you're totally right. Eventually, the company has to make has to have a, a reasonable revenue model and they have to be viable long term. There's no question. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, is there a lot of, uh, you know, hype in the space? I think there is. I think it's detrimental. You know, I think that it's not a great thing. But like any marketplace, you need liquidity and you need speculation. It's just how it's just like it, it's the same in, in, you know, in the standard equity world. You have to have you have to have people that are willing to, you know, buy and hold. Right. So and, and you need you're always needing buyers uh, because, you know, if there's not liquidity, then then it's not a real market, right? You can't, I need to get out. If I want to get out, I want to be able to get out. So you have to have, you have to have liquidity. Uh, and there's, so there's different players that, you know, perform different functions, just like any financial market. Um, I, I, I will say the better projects, like the one I'm speaking of, like Helium and like we um, are positioning Ava to, you know, we have 
you know, we have real token economics. We have we 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 want the token to be used. We've there's going to be value in the transactional uh, um, aspects of the of the platform. And and we and uh, and on top of that, we believe we have a very solid financial model, same as Helium. And again, they're privately held. I have no idea. But I but I but I'm in I'm in the space. I'm in the I'm in the telecom space. I do not believe they have huge revenues, right? It's just not logical because there's just not that many people using LoRaWAN. It just does it doesn't happen. So so they've created this amazing infrastructure that has future value, right? It's a future value, and that's the that's the play. If um, you know when they go public or they decide to release their you know their real uh, the real numbers, then you know I guess we'll we'll get to see it. Um, but it. You know, look at any look at any major player. Look at you know, look at Tesla, look at Amazon, look at Apple. You got to go way back for Apple because they've been making a fortune forever. But these other players, these other players, it took a while, man. And 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 the value of their of the of the equities was uh, was forward looking, right? Right. It was very forward looking. You couldn't justify you know you couldn't justify based on their on their earnings the value of the of the equity. And it's the same it's the same concept. But you, but you know, it's it's uh, buyer beware, right? I mean, you got to do your you got to do your homework. Uh, and yes, and so and I'll, I agree with you. You got to get off the finance piece. Oh, this is great. And there are there are projects that will not take any VC money. Mm. And we have we're having uh, I don't I, I should I'm not going to say that because I'm not. But I'm saying we are. But it's a dilemma, right? Because you take VC money, you know they're going to try to get out. As you know, some of them will try to get out quickly. And what does that do to the value of your project? So it's a consideration. It's definitely a consideration. And that's why it's better to build a community, better to build people's interest uh, on an individual basis in the project and thus in the token and want to be, you know, want to be involved and build that, you know, build the value of the of the token that way, you know, and, and make it more of a longer uh, a longer term play. But the VCs are an important player and, they, and they're and, you know, they're, they're, they're the people that get the projects going. Right. They're the ones willing to make to take that first step and they deserve to be compensated for it. When you, when you said, you know, you talked about helium, maybe having low revenue or whatever, it's what, what jumped in my head was, you know, I think in the early days of web, what we now call web 2.0, a lot, a lot of us didn't really understand the business model of those companies, right? Like we all, you know, we, we all just thought, Oh, it's at, you know, it's banner advertising. Well, no, it was a data play. It was, a you know, and, and, you know, it took us a while to get, you know, onto that. And and maybe the same is true with web 3.0 where, you know, we it's going to take us some time as as Joe Public to really understand. No, no, no. Their business model is, you know, is quite different, right? So, um, so let's let's transition yes. to to your to, to Avitu and, yep. and you know get us back to to, to energy. This is Energy yep. Radio yep. after yes. all. But yeah, just want to you know to the extent that you you know we talked about transparency. So hopefully you're willing to talk about what yep. you guys are doing and definitely uh, tell us a bit more about you know the technical side. The the floor is yours, and obviously I'll have questions. But uh, let's jump into Avitu. Sure. So again, you you've got sophisticated energy listeners, I'm sure. So uh, but I will you know go, so, go somewhat basic. But there's a need. Uh, I'll, I'll say it's a um, not in de- de- debate, but some people might think it is. But I believe there it's not in debate the fact that we need to transition to renewables on a large scale. Um, so how is that? You know, how is that going to happen? And who are the players that are going to be involved in making sure that happens? And and so that's kind of step one. Uh, two, we have a centralized grid a centralized electrical grid. It's the same grid that was created in 1847, you know, when Thomas Edison built the first power plant on Pearl Street in Lower Manhattan. And it hasn't changed. And I'm not saying, I don't mean that in a, I don't, I'm not, I really am not saying that in, I don't know, in, I'm not being flippant about it. It's worked and it's really worked well for, for whatever, uh, you know, 100 and Almost 200 years, uh, you know, 180 years. I, I was I was at an event. Speaking of early power plants and Thomas Edison, I was at an event last Thursday. A, a big announcement around a, a big hydrogen project up here in Ontario that we're involved in, and it was at a facility that was 25 hertz. Like you know, it was right. they were the first hydroelectric facility on Niagara Falls, and it worked. I mean, until maybe five years ago, there was 25 hertz power leaving there to Niagara Falls and Hamilton. So something worked. A lot of it worked. So a lot so, of it worked. 
I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. And I, uh, so, but, but again, it's the central, and we, and we see that we do see the limitations in it, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not an alarmist, but we do see the limitation. We see the limitations. We see what we saw what happened last winter in, in Texas. Um, there's issues around a centralized you know, distribution system. Can we eliminate it? it, it there's no possibility of eliminating it. But can we make it better? Uh, can we, you know, create, you know, more, less centralization, more decentralization, more distributed energy resources? Yes. And we all know, uh, uh, again, we, that we can have some really great energy conversations because I know you're in this space and you know, there's, there's, there's empirical data. We know that, that solar energy can be disruptive to a grid, right? It's happened in Hawaii, it's a good example. And there's, you know, there's better people than I to discuss that, but, it, but it, there's, there's, it's great, renewable energy is great, but it also has, you know, has, it has some issues. It, it's 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 not it can be destabilizing it can it's intermittent right so there's there's all these these elements my belief in Abitu's thesis is that and uh, from the beginning is that energy storage is going to be an essential part of the future of the grid and of of energy electrical energy specifically for for all of us it's going to be it has to happen it has to happen you know, there's a lot smarter people than me that are saying, you know, we need a, we, you know, we need a thousand megawatts of stored energy by 2030. Mm. Um, and I don't know where we are now, you know, it's nowhere, it's a fraction of that. Right. So the question then comes to where is it, have, where should it be? Where should that stored energy be? And my thinking again, and I have, you know, I, I, it's, it's my belief. I'm not the, I'm not the only person out there with these thoughts, but that it, Yes. Does utility scale energy storage make some amount of sense? It definitely does. But are but in, in the other but the other question you have to ask yourself: Are we doing the same thing again? Like, mm. are we centralizing the energy storage again, just like we centralized the energy production? And is that a smart idea going forward? So my my thinking is it's it's part of the solution, but we think we have another piece of the solution. And our piece of the our piece of the solution is micro storage. So the device that we have, um, and we have a, a a U.S. provisional patent, have and have patent applied for for a U.S. non-provisional patent, and it's and it's actually being uh, um, the prototype is being built in GTA right now by really? a company. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Right on. Awesome. Um, I, so so anyway, but it's a one kW box. Okay. Magic box. It's it's 250 watts for four hours. Okay. It's, gr it's grid connected. It's uh, it's remotely dispatchable. It's aggregated. It has a platform, um, and it's blockchain connected. IoT device. A lot of buzzwords here, but sorry. Yeah. Um, IoT device, and and the ho the individuals that will host it, like you and like me, will participate in this platform and they'll be empowered by the platform and they'll be incentivized to participate by uh, being rewarded in their wallet, their Abitu Magic Box wallet, uh, with the native token as they participate in this platform. Okay. That's um I'm sure there's some questions, but that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that's the high that's the high level view. And we believe and we believe that I mean, you're in the space. You know, what a grid, if a grid operator had a had a megawatt of demand response like at their fingertips, how happy would they be? Yeah, they'd be very. They'd be very happy. Uh, you know, and that's one. And again, we can talk about the revenue model at some point uh, during this discussion or a future discussion, because uh, I'm not sure how long we go. But uh, but um, but yeah, we have some very conventional ways that we know we can use the storage, and then we believe there's some you know, future uses that are maybe not as um, not as conventional. So so let's start with what our listeners can visualize and then we'll right. get to stuff that, you know, yeah. we, we, that, you know I, I always tease our electrical. I'm a mechanical engineer by training, yeah. but we tease our electrical engineers that it's easy to be an electrical engineer because as soon as you don't start to understand it, you just say, oh, it's imaginary. You know, you just <laughs> it's imaginary, right? So, right. so let's start with the, what the mechanical engineer can understand. Okay. So your vision is that you know in every you know house or every facility that's got a a 200 amp service you have a magic box 
the, on the wall, in a closet, whatever. Uh, it's the size of, we always used to say, is it bigger than a bread box? It's probably in that size range kind of thing. Yeah, like a uh, like a server, kind of like okay. a server. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so our listeners who are, you know, 35 years and older, you remember when, when you used to have a desktop, it's probably that kind of size, right? Love exactly. It. So that that's plugged in and it's, it's a, it's a, is it a lithium ion kind of? Kind it, of it's, that's the chemistry that we're, that we're using day one, but that's, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, we're not wedded to it, but I can tell you some interesting things because we mentioned the FDA and why a while ago. Yes. And the reason it's only one KW of lithium ion is that, that is the threshold for uh, NFPA standards to kick in. So ah, we're staying Mark. below that so that, that we have no issue around, um, because once you get above 1KW, then there's requirements for installation. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this is, plug, this, is a, this is like an appliance. You plug it in just like you plug in anything else in your house. All right, so we got it, we got it plugged in. Presumably it needs a power plug and some kind of communication, yes. you know, yes. I, I, network connection. Yep. Yeah, network connection. Yep. Um, and and so so that so let's go to the next level that our, our listeners likely understand, which is kind of the, the world of dispatch. So is that is is it Avitude doing the dispatch? Like, how do you see that you know mechanism working? Yeah. So now they'll be geolocated right so we'll know where they are where they are then we have to identify the load zone that they're in and this is can all be done um i'm not saying easily but let's just say we let's just take me you know kind of uh give me that that we'll figure out where they are so right. now we have a like so now in a particular load zone we have a we have a megawatt of stored energy uh, that's made available by these hosts we'll have a, we have are developing a platform that developing platform will also have an onboarding platform and now if somebody wants 100 kw or they want a megawatt they can go on that platform and purchase that stored energy okay uh, or make that stored energy available to them now i, I like to look at the grid participants you know and i i use that word because there's some there are you know it, and it depends on the on the location and the need right but it could be the utility it could be a generating entity. Mm. Um, it could be a um, demand response aggregator that right. knows okay. space okay. and already has contracts and available. You know, they know what it's worth and they they see the value in it. Um, it could be uh, traders. It could be energy arbitrage. Um, it could be renewable power generators that want to uh, you know store that energy for some reason at some particular time and want to have access to the platform. So those are the those are the day sort of day one ideas. Um, the box, you know, again, it's small, it's one KW hour, but it also will provide local resiliency. Uh, okay. So ah. uh, obviously when you have, um, and you, again, you know, I know you're, your listeners probably know a lot of, about this, but obviously if there's a utility failure, it has to go offline, right? It cannot go, it cannot, it cannot right. feed back into the grid. It's just right. so it'll go offline, but it'll still have power locally. And now you could you could plug your route. These are the things that we're suggesting or thinking about. But you can plug your your router into that, um, you know, your your uh, cable modem or your fiber modem, whatever you might be using. Charge it, recharge your phone. So there's, it has a nice, it has a decent amount of utility. You're not powering, you're not powering your house, you know. Right. What I mean? But um, but you know, low power electronics. You know, you'll get hours, hours and hours and hours out of it. Um, and um, and it, it's, you know, it's going to be it's going to be inexpensive. So, you know, now if you want a system like this, first of all, you go above the NFPA threshold. So now it has to be installed by a, by an electrical contractor. Or it has to be uh, it has to be in a two hour rated enclosure. There's smoke detection. There's also there's heat detection. And, you know, that's a and that's a, you know, like a Tesla Powerwall, for instance. Uh, much higher, you know, it's, it's 10 kW hours, but it's also much more expensive to install. Right. Um, it has other it has other drawbacks, uh, but we believe that making this device so small, you know, it 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 allows everybody. It, it it's going to allow a lot of people who have an interest in the in the uh, you know in the environment um, like to see decentralized projects, like the democratization, like to be involved. Like, how do I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an individual. I, I can't afford a $40,000, you know, a Tesla Powerwall. I can't put 
solar panels on my roof or whatever. But I really, I really have this aspirational desire to be involved in the energy marketplace. Well, here's the place where you can get involved and be rewarded for for being a host of this device. Yeah. And see it, see it being used, and see it, see it growing, and you know, kind of be involved in that process. That's how we're envisioning the project. Cool. So then, you know, we, we talked about physically what does it look like. We talked about the dispatch. Then, you know, financially, is it, you know, you're, you, you mentioned it's on the blockchain, so you're going to have a record of when it's charging, when it's discharging, presumably. Yes. And is it, is it 100%, uh, you know, uh, is there a token? Like, is that how you're, you're getting paid in whatever your token's going to be called? And, and then you got to convert that to, to ETH to spend it? Or like, how's the, how's the financial piece going to work? It will be, uh, okay, so like just for, just to use the example of helium, because that's the one, you know, the thing right. that I know. Um, yes, there'll be an algorithm for your rewards and, and, it'll, and it'll be, it'll, it'll be based on what we believe the value of this, of the, you know, the, the platform is. With helium, there's been a lot of speculation and the price has gone through the roof. So, you know, you'll, if you're re being rewarded, um, with those tokens, you'll you know you'll be able to you know get to reap those rewards. Uh, as far as the yeah, it's it'll be uh you know it'll be an Ethereum based token. Okay. Yeah. Um, you'll be able to you know so it'll be Web three compatible. Um, uh, presumably there'll always be a, you know uh, you know the I, the the goal is to make sure that Coinbase and Binance and all the major players uh, right. will support the token and yeah you'll be able to trade it. Um, uh, convert it, like you said, swap it for ETH if you want, swap it for Bitcoin, uh, and then uh, and or or fiat if that's what you want, you know. So, so how does how does that work in terms of like we talk about, um, you know, how many tokens there are? Everybody knows there's what is it 21 million or billion? How many Bitcoin? You know, in your case, like is there a token created for every? transaction of the of the energy storage device and so you're always creating new tokens or how does that or, or how does that piece work you know you know what i'm getting at yes so the 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 participants that are hosting the device will be mining the token so they'll okay. be that it, it it's they'll be uh you know from the from the Abitu treasury they'll be creating those tokens or bringing those tokens into you know the world where they can be traded or used right um yeah so and there'll be there'll be a liquidity pool people will be able to purchase the tokens you know to some extent yeah uh this these are um you know these are these are absolutely important details i have a token economic model i could you know that i could share uh but you know uh, or, or someone can go to our website and download our white paper and, and see it uh see the details of that Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that that's that, that you've, you've answered. You know, the question to the level that I was kind of yeah. asking is, is is you could you, at some point you could go and and buy the the, the token uh, trade ETH for your token, but you can also mine it in terms of, and, and I think even mining is a term that people are still having their a hard time getting up to speed on. But really um, taking it out of your treasury and, and bringing it into the broader ecosystem. By doing something, right? And right. By by buying by buying the box and by keeping the, making yeah. the box available to the platform. Cool. Yep. cool. Yep. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> gotta ask, what's your kind of? Uh, I mean, I I probably should have uh, read the read the white paper first, and I'm going to encourage all of our listeners to go do that, uh, and I'm going to do that for sure after this conversation. But what's what's your timing in terms of? You know, you said you're out you're out for patents and uh, somebody's building a prototype. Walk us through kind of what what the future looks like for you guys, Paul. Yeah, so you know we're it's it's two big pieces, right? We we had we designed the box, um, we designed the token economics, we created the white paper, we did the patent work, um, and we, you know we're we're anticipating a um, you know full uh, non-provisional patent. Uh, we just engaged, and the press release actually even hasn't gone out yet. But we just engaged uh, this company in um, in Toronto, and um, again, the press release is not out yet. Um, but they are, um, we're kind of going back and forth on what that's going to look like. But they are starting to production of the first four prototypes, and those prototypes will be used for, um, you know, uh, proof of concept, 
uh, will also be um, make them available to because to UL and for for testing. So we get those cert the certifications that we need as far as the regulatory piece is concerned. And um, yeah, I mean we don't anticipate. You know, we, we want the actual box because people want to see the box and we'll, yeah. we'll actually have it. But then uh, they also have the um, rights to produce the first 5,000 pieces. So okay. we're just, so at some point before the end of the year, we hope to start taking uh, pre-orders on the box. Cool. Uh, we also, you know, the tokens, you know, again, we're thinking we, right now we're targeting August. These things are very fluid, but we're targeting August for the launch of the token itself. Um, but certainly before the end of the the end of this year, the token will launch. You know, we're we're speaking to equity investors. Um, you know, we have a small group of um, early stage investors. Uh, again, if you look at the um, the white paper, you'll see some of those names. And uh, yeah, that's kind of you know we we and we we also have a you know we have a roadmap on on the white paper. You know, full deployment of the platform early Q1 next year. You know, and uh, you know, start to start to deliver a product and get the platform up and running. You know, we see it like I said, it's uh, it's a it's it's a it's a process. Um, and there'll be bumps in the road, but we 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 ha we're very bullish and we believe it's uh, it's very viable. Uh, you know, just to mention, certainly we're focusing on North America. You know, day one. Um, but we believe that the product also has huge value in developing countries. Uh, you know, think of a grid, grid operator that has to brown out or has to go dark for periods of right. time. If they had a resource like this where they could keep their, uh, keep their, um, you know, to stabilize their grid and, you know, not have to, uh, either turn up a very expensive peaker plant or, or some other source of production and can keep things going. Or even in the event of, a, if they have to turn off, go offline that, um, a person in a developing country would have access to some amount of power for a number of hours. It's it's also another, you know, can be very useful. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember kind of, you know, growing up writing HTML code and, and you know, pre-2001. And, you know, everybody looks at that and says, well, look at that. Look at what a bust that dot-com boom was. But, you know, there's a lot of projects that survived and, yeah. and it was a long road. But here we are. Right. And, and I think yeah. the same is true here. Like. You know, this is as much as, you know, TikTok would want you to have you believe that there's millionaires overnight on on, on crypto and stuff like that. This is this oh, is the next, the next progression and it's not going to happen overnight. And, no. But but it's yeah, the, the underlying technology and the folks like yourselves who are, you know, uh, creating significant value to our energy ecosystem, you, you, you're going to stick with it and, and you're going to, you know, carry through a great solution. So. Yeah. Uh, this is this has been great um, for, you know, kind of in closing, Paul, what what should you know, where would you first first as it relates to Avitu and then more broadly in terms of the, 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 the broader blockchain crypto ecosystem, some words of advice to our listeners in terms of where they can go to kind of get educated, you know, first for Avitu and then, you know, broader. What are some things we should be looking at or thinking about or trying to understand? Yeah, I mean, uh, so Avitu, it's it's uh, it's Avitu.io, A-V-A-T u.io is the website and they could certainly uh get information there get access to our telegram channel our twitter uh, feed um yeah uh you know so i think that's a great great place to start i mean i would say you know matt the place to really be focusing and really getting a for a good understanding and i you know uh, you know i'm not i'm not I'm not young, but if I were someone looking at this uh, space, it's all about it's all about DeFi. It's all about Web3 pro projects that are out there. Get really, um, you know, well informed about what's happening in the Web3 space. You know where the uh, you know where the markets are heading. I mean, I I, I love rain. You know, look at Rainbow. Um, it, it Rainbow is a Web3 wallet, but it's kind of I think it's going to unlock the future of the of DeFi for a lot of people. So if you want a place, that's a nice, interesting place to start. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot uh, there's a lot happening, uh, a lot happening out there. And we could talk about a lot of it, you know. Totally. And, and I think the other thing, too, is there's a lot of hype around it uh, and you got to do your homework, right? Like there's a lot yes. of a lot of people 
you have to, you know, you know, you, you have to learn a new language, right? Like it, it's a whole new language. You know, people are, you know, shilling projects and even that's a bit of a new term, right? To, to some yeah. of us, you know, not every, not everybody is out, you know, to help you. <laughs> but you got to right. do your homework. You got to understand the underlying kind of, you know, framework and economics of how these projects work. What problem are they trying to solve? Uh, or are they just a picture of a dog? Um, yep. You know, and, and <laughs> people need to do their homework. So that's yes. why I'm so grateful for folks like yourself who, you know, are very willing to spend an hour with us and, and walk through, you know, the broader ecosystem and more importantly, what you guys are doing. Um, you know, Paul, this is this has been great. Uh, so it's avatu.io. That's the best. That's right. Way. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and I'm, I I really appreciate that, and I think you you bring up a good point. I mean, listen, I've been in the energy space for you know, probably well over 25 years, and um, yeah, we're we're really excited and really serious about the project. Um, you know, we're not going anywhere. I've I've been at this you know for all my career, and we just see this as you know just a really exciting next step, and to be able to let a lot you know get allow the average person to be involved in a space that's not very easy to uh, to get access yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I would love uh, I'd love to be one of the first five thousand to get one of your uh, your boxes. Uh, it, I'm you know there's a lot of projects in this space that I don't profess to understand around you know DeFi and all that kind of stuff. The the energy aspect of it because it's the space I know you know and now I get to know your project and yeah. there's there's others the power and there's other you know places that are right in our space. Uh, it's yep. just I'm so love excited it. about it. So um, yeah. would love to, you know, I'll probably hit you up for a follow-up conversation off the off the mic. Uh, Anytime. But, uh, Paul, thanks again for, for yeah. your time and for sharing your knowledge uh, with our audience and, and myself. Uh, and this has been the first of, of a couple takeover episodes and it's been, you've knocked it out of the park. You've set the bar <laughs> really high. <laughs> thanks Thank so you. much. Thank you so much, Matt. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, you, you know, please, please feel free to reach out at any time. And um, yeah, I look forward to continuing the conversation with you and uh, you're doing a really fantastic job and a real service uh, you know, to, to the industry and awesome. much, much, appreciate, much appreciated, certainly by me. Well, thank you, Paul, for enlightening us and making us uh, a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit more confused, uh, but certainly a little bit more knowledgeable about the space. And thank you to our listeners. Uh, stay curious, uh, stay interested in what's happening in the space and stay safe. Take care.